When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to the Roastcast. It might get a little uncomfortable. That's a good a manual. A little bit of <laughs> cadence. Professional yeah. cadence. Listen, he brought the same cadence from his uncomfortable questions <laughs> for a black man over to the show. I realized it immediately when he came on the screen. It's good cadence. But it's the same. Noticeable. Hey. He has a noticeable cadence. And it was the same. <laughs> pros, pros, cadence. Uh, the number one Bachelor Recap podcast, hosted by male and racial best friend duo. It's over. This season is over. Mm-hmm. We There are no more episodes. We made it. We made it. <laughs> uh, AB, both. Now, I want to ask you. I want to ask you something. Okay. I have kind of a. I have uh, almost like a state of the union thoughts that I wrote after I watched oh, last night. I'm interested in that. I want to give you a, an overall feeling of how I felt about last night's finale and the season overall, because I think it will, it might affect how we recap the parts of the episode, but I, a lot of it is like has to do with after the final rose and the off the screen stuff. So what, do, what would you... Do you want me to go through it all, or do you just want to get, and then we'll get to it at the end, or do you want me to give you the main takeaway? Let's wait till the end. Okay. Here's my main takeaway. <laughs> no, wait. but just, this is, this was, the, oh, okay. this is what I was asking. Do you want the, do you want the page and a half, or do you want the sentence? Give me the sentence, and then I'll get the full State of the Union to close the season. It's a State of the Union. Yeah. <laughs> state, it's a state, state of the, state of the Roadcast <laughs> Union. <laughs> It's a state of the union. It might get a little uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't even know if that's his cadence, but it's, it's a cadence. No, that's, a, that's a cadence. <laughs> it might get a little. It's close to his. AB, my main takeaway is that I don't feel good. It's a hard for me to put a positive spin mm. on what we all watched, what we all experienced. And it's not just because... He picked Rachel. That's my main takeaway. There are many layers to the rest of that, but that's my main. I don't want you to go into this recap thinking I had a is, great time <laughs> watching that episode. I don't I understand that. Is this going to be a st- is this going to send Rosecast Nation off on a down note into the off season? Um, is that what this state of the union is going to be? 
Some of these things need to be said, I think. <laughs> okay. So stay t- Hey, that's a stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned. All right, let me scroll past the State of the Union. <laughs> <laughs> Take a while. I right, keep scrolling. Uh, <laughs> the episode itself. Let's get started. Okay. Snow. Not enough snow. Uh, right off the bat. Not enough I don't snow. know if you want to talk about it now or talk about it later, but this <laughs> is what... the state of the snow. The weather. <laughs> the, the weather. They got us, Rim. <laughs> they definitely got us. They get us a lot. They got us. And this one. This hurt. I was I was very mad about. It they was a slush. It was a slush. Blizzard, <laughs> they showed us blizzard level snow in the previews. Where were, did they add snow to the previews? That's the only explanation. I think they just stayed longer and got more good snow footage. More snow footage? Yeah. Because there's, <laughs> there's no, no... That was not the same that snow. That was a dusting. They call that a dusting here. <laughs> yeah, and then it melted and it was gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So th- that snow made everything worse. Yep. That's the type of snow you don't go outside because it's you get all wet. It's almost you like rain. You the mail for a day. Yeah, it's almost <laughs> like rain, but it's worse than rain. And it, like you said, it makes everything brown and dirty and mm. muddy and ugh. Ugh. Nemocolons never look <laughs> worse. Hated that snow. <laughs> so Matt's doing a debrief. He says he's a few nice things about the final two. Mm-hmm. And in a hint of things to come, reminds us that the issues he witnessed with his parents when he was younger affect how he handles relationships now. Something to keep an eye on. Noted. Mom, Patty, older brother, John. John is direct questions only. Straight. You want to talk about straight to the point? Straight shooter, Rim. He's a <laughs> straight the shooter. <laughs> and they're good questions. Let uh, me figure out what I need to know <laughs> the quickest way possible. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, not doing this for the cameras either. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> no. Uh, one of the, the first questions he asked Matt, do you feel confident in the decisions you've made? Like he was basically like, are you sure? You feel good? You feel really sure about the, are you How certain you are you certain this is the right <laughs> spot you're in because <laughs> i'm looking around here yeah. this looks crazy to me <laughs> i don't like what's Couldn't going be on me. all Could these not cameras be me. you see it all you seeing what i'm seeing this is none where the, you want to be none of this affected your decision making process <laughs> these people i don't trust these people behind the cameras <laughs> all right we're putting too many words in his mouth to the camera, Matt's mom thinks it's a, quote, long shot. Long shot. He'd get engaged. Take note. Mother's so no best rim. <laughs> uh, this one, whether or not she knows best is irrelevant. <laughs> she knows um, something. Her word is final. I'll yeah. just say it that way. <laughs> yeah. Michelle at first. What do you think of this uh, full crew discussion? Matt's mom starts crying. She's emotional right off the jump with both women. Uh, I don't know why. I don't know if she's affected. I don't know if it's just the pressure of the situation or seeing her son uh, falling in love or I don't know if they're happy or sad tears. I can't, it's it was hard to tell with with old Patty there. What I think, and I think this happens a lot on the show. At this point, parents just get overwhelmed with pride about their child. They're the lead of the show. They made it this far. They're doing, you know, they're doing well. It's, it's a prideful moment. And I think sometimes that obscures maybe what they should be doing, which is vetting the potential mates. So they're just like, basically, no matter what the person they're interviewing in quotes says, they're like, 
man, I just love my son or daughter so much. And they start crying. <laughs> yeah. It's like eyes on the prize here. You got, he's got a big decision. <laughs> I think you're probably right there. And Patty with proud. that point in mind is proud, but did a poor job getting any information, <laughs> valuable information about who she thinks would be best for Matt. Agreed. She bas- This was basically worthless. Both of these, oh. <laughs> these dates, like they didn't, not that they, not that usually they always have to pick a side or anything, but I didn't feel like I, th- I feel like they came Wasn't away a ton just of digging. Thinking they were both good, uh, fine women, and they didn't really get. They both seem they, nice. They didn't really dig into anything. <laughs> Matt's brother with Michelle first, mm-hmm. John. He's looking for a vibe, and th- you know what? Good because sometimes what's spoken is not. The truth. So get a f- go with your gut. Someone in the room needs to go mm-hmm. with their gut. John doesn't have a lot of time here, so it's mm-hmm. got to be partially vibes. That's what you That's my opinion. <laughs> Says, I don't like to sound negative, but <laughs> I'm just going to keep it real. So Michelle tells John that trust is the most important thing in a relationship. Mm-hmm. John asks, when her last relationship ended, give me the dates. The time frame, what happened, when it ended. That's John's asking maybe. questions. <laughs> yeah, John's asking questions Matt should have asked weeks ago. <laughs> I would <Okay>. agree. <laughs> but Matt appears happy, so John approves. Again, these were all the, these interactions are all light touch for the most part on every mm-hmm. season. Yeah, Patty and Michelle. What'd you make of this one? Uh, Patty asks about how it went with the family. Michelle starts talking about. How she told her family that he is the one. This is where Patty breaks down again, thinking about. I think she's just overwhelmed with happiness for her son that <laughs> that, that he's found love and someone loves him, and the, the whole situation. The cameras are there, and <laughs> everything's emotional for her right now. Swept up in it. Swept up. And then Michelle uh, tells Patty she's in love with Matt. Patty he says, "Hey, that's an honor." Tears up again. If we're doing a counter, which we're not, it would be three. Three. Now we are. Says she can see that Michelle is a sweetheart. Seems like approval to me. There was a moment where I was like, yeah. oh, is is she going to be really harsh? Because no. she is so... I think she's too emotional to be... Yeah. <laughs> Softy. Yeah, she's a soft. Matt and Patty. Matt says, I like her. Hmm. She knows that I'm falling in love with her. That, to me, was one of many statements Matt made that kind of almost spoiled. If you compare the two ways he talks about the two remaining contestants, Michelle's playing catch-up. If you're reading between the lines here, if you're digging a little deeper, which we are, you see that the words that he's using are not comparable to the words he uses with Rachel. They are a step below. Afterwards, they're laughing. We got to go fast because I have a feeling we're going to talk a lot about after the final rose. Afterwards, they're laughing, relaxing. Matt and Michelle says she hopes he made Michelle. He says he hopes he made Michelle feel the same way he did after they met her family. Right? Yes. Then Michelle starts a snowball fight because Michelle is fun, as we saw in the credits scene. Unfortunately, the snow, as we discussed, was wet. It was wet snow, heavy 
painful <laughs> contact. It's heavy. This was not fluffy. <laughs> no. Matt picks up a snowball and drills her with he it. He drilled her. And it was probably it was like getting hit by a baseball. <laughs> when you get that wet of snow, it's like ice once you form yeah. it into the, So he threw an ice ball at Michelle and drilled her with it. This was cute. But These two have fun. Yeah, like a couple of pals. It was fr- this was a friend zone. <laughs> okay. okay. Couple of pals. <laughs> no, nah, you can have you can have snowball fights. I'm with not your, saying you can't, but with in the context of everything else, no, Obviously. I absolutely agree. Absolutely agree with you, but it it just was a his pals horsing that's around. Note I wrote. Yeah, horsing around. I'm trying to make you laugh, AB. I don't know if it's entirely true. That's how I perceived it. I was like, oh, a couple of buddies. A couple of buddies having a snowball fight. Yeah. <laughs> Rachel, next up. Before they go in, uh, Matt says, just be yourself, Rachel, so they can see the person I've fallen in love with. Okay, so that he said he liked Michelle. Liked. Just a note. Is there any point in this episode? No. Any point where you thought, hey, maybe we jumped the gun a little bit here uh, with Michelle. I don't know if you were you were spoiled, weren't you? You were probably spoiled. No, I wasn't spoiled, but I was very confident in how this was going to play out. It, going back to the Rachel off-screen stuff, just the way everything was has been handled, and then I saw a I saw a headline that wasn't a, a picture spoiler like you mentioned, or it, the spoiler wasn't in the headline. I saw a headline that was like Matt and his final pick have broken up. I'm like, well, I don't think him and Ray- Michelle would have broke up already. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm like, well, that kind of. I feel like well, that's that. a, that's the type of spoilers that just suck. You're not that even sucks. looking for one. Exactly. <laughs> you give a headline like that. They don't think they're being a spoiler, but that's a spoiler. No. So I was like, I was a 95%. I'll tell you what gave me the most confidence that Rachel was going to win. The amount of people that said they were out at on this season made me think. Uh, yeah. Like there were so many people, like a large percentage of people were like, okay, fuck. I this. can't watch this. Those yeah. people were spoiled. And they knew Rachel was going to win. Yeah. That's why they didn't want to watch, because it makes you feel gross inside. That's a great point. That's what kind of tipped me off. It's like, too many people are out on this. (laughs) It (laughs) makes me know that they know that Rachel won here. They know there's, yeah. (laughs) Because if I knew with Rachel won, I'd be out too. (laughs) That's why I'm saying that. That, just too many, and the everything he's saying, everything yeah. added up. Everything added up to Rachel. I know you tried to hold out hope just to, you know, cling to something <laughs> happy here, but everything I was holding out up. hope, even halfway through this episode, I'm still trying to talk <laughs> no, myself yeah. into no, Michelle. I was not. I was not. Uh, but to answer your question, I was not spoiled, spoiled. I was- Okay. Semi-spoiled. Looking around like, all right. <laughs> we <laughs> we all seeing this. <laughs> we all seeing this. You're watching the same show I'm watching. All right, so they got the full crew. Both Rachel and Matt agree. They've got something because they're willing to have tough conversations. Pick each other up when they're down. Be honest about how they're feeling. That's good. That's good stuff. Absolutely. Hey, (laughs) absolutely. I noted here, they were moving fast, Rim. I don't know if you noticed this. They were moving quick through these first two two Yeah, well, they had the extra segment. They had the extra segment with Chris. Um. We're not moving quick, unfortunately. No, that's not what we do. <laughs> John is happy to see Matt comfort. I'm very worried about how long this is going to take to edit. Already just very concerned. John is happy to see Matt comfortable putting his emotions on the table. A lot of what John said was like, never seen any of this behavior from Matt before. No, Matt's pretty close Which is off. alarming. <laughs> yeah. Because like you said, he's this is not a real, real life situation they're in. Mm-mm, mm-mm. John and Rachel, what do you got on this? Direct. John asking the serious 
questions, the tough ones. Sitting on the hot <laughs> seat with John. Tough. These are tough. <laughs> you are sitting on a hot seat when you sit down with John. How many serious relationships have you been in your life? Who are they? <laughs> Give me the names. The, show me the Facebook pictures. <laughs> And the dates, and like you said, I need the start and the finish of all these da- of these relationships right now. The only thing he was missing was a clipboard because it sounded like he was reading. Yeah. He was yeah. like, "Have you ever right, experienced got, true well, let's love see what before?" I got here for the job interview. He also, yeah, he asked if she experienced true love. Uh, I might be missing another one, but there was she, another one I didn't write down either. She says three said, direct questions. She said she's, I think she's 24, right? So she said one serious boyfriend in high school, and then at the end of college, she says, uh, he asks if she's experienced true love. She thought she did. I think what I gathered from what she said was she thought she had, but now that she's met Matt, she realized that wasn't really love. Am I getting that She's loved before, never been in love. Some play on that. We're we're probably both a little little right there. Matt and Patty, something about how Rachel seems ready to handle the more important things as they come up. A little bit of inadvertent foreshadowing there. Yeah. Uh, Patty and Rachel. Uh, Matt to his mom also, he says that just time just flows, or just, excuse me, time just flies with Rachel. Uh, Is that good or bad? I haven't, uh, good, but. I haven't seen them have any fun. Like, if you're talking about time flying, it's usually fun, horsing around, throwing snowballs with pals, stuff like that. Okay. (laughs) You're still holding out hope. (laughs) Yeah. I just didn't buy that part, but anyways. Patty and Rachel. There was something here I don't know if I bought. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) In response to a question about when Rachel knew she was falling in love with Matt, Rachel starts talking about their first one-on-one date, which mm-hmm. is like the earliest reasonable time to fall in love. Yeah. On this show, you know, the whole thing's unreasonable, of course, but that's like what you would say to the parent. Sure. But she knew before that, she says, mm-hmm. especially when he started with the prayer. So the prayer you'll remember was post, like the only interaction they've had is their limo entrance at that point. I just didn't, it seemed a little like, Mom's going to like this. You need to remember, though, Rachel was the she one did. who seemed like I think she was tearing up about that toast with the prayer. So she, she was. did seem very affected by that in the moment. But obviously, you assume if Matt's religious, his mom's probably very religious, too. So bringing this up. There's a little gamesmanship there, There Rim. might have been good there just a little bit. Now, I'm trying not to be too <laughs> There's negative, a little bit there. <laughs> but I keep it real, like John. I'm, you, know? <laughs> yeah, you call it like you see it, uh, just, just like John. And, you know, hey, Straight these, shooters. <laughs> a lot of these notes could be affected by me not having a good... I was in a bad mood bad because spot. of what yeah, I was... Yeah, you were in a bad you know, spot. I was just like, let's just power through this. Uh, so <laughs> that was all. That's all I thought about that. Rachel tells uh, Matt's mom was crying again. Matt's mom was crying. I skipped that note, Note and I knew uh, (laughs) you you said it as I was reading (laughs) and skipping it. Rachel's mom tells her, "Rachel, no, 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 no." Rachel tells his mom. Rachel tells Patty, "She loves Matt." Yep, he's the most incredible man I've met in my life. I really feel like I can begin my life now. They make it on the driveway. Matt says, today was everything I could have hoped for and more. Again, just different language. Wrap it up. (laughs) Wrap it up. Just different language. (laughs) Close the season down. It's over. Uh, Matt Matt with his mom and brother the same day. Don't 
get fooled here. This was, was the, it all same... the same day. Michelle and Rachel and this conversation. Nope. Possibly, but they were wearing they were at least wearing different clothes for Michelle's portion. Okay, so it was same clothes from Rachel's, and then yep. yeah, that's fine. You got problems. Well, they, sh- they showed Matt. I'm just saying, don't get tricked. I get tricked. Okay, more than anyone. But they showed Matt at his house, like contemplating. No, he just walked back in. He just walked back in. It was just ten <laughs> seconds <go> later. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, what do you have on this? Patty says they're both amazing. Before Patty, she- Patty, like we said, gathered no information. <laughs> cannot provide any sort of help to her son. Nothing. She has nothing to provide here. John Lease asks him. Do you have any concerns? Straight to the point, like always with John. Matt says he does have concerns, but love has changed it. Love has changed to him since he's came on this show. So I don't, I don't know exactly what he means by that. I think he his interpretation of love or some something in that nature has changed since he's been here. He seems, this is when he, we start to really see some seeds of doubt uh, with Matt here on this episode. The way he phrased it was, I thought I knew what love is, but then I came on The Bachelor and met a bunch of people, mm-hmm. and now I know what love is. At that point, I was like, this is going in a, this very well might not end the way we wanted I'd to. I'd say Patty with the quote of the season here. Which one? Term, powerful. Not not like quote as in funny or anything like that. She says, there's nothing like being in love, but love is not the be all end all rim. I appreciated that she tried to convince him not to get engaged and that, because that's I think that was her goal. And maybe why she didn't bother getting to know either of them very well, because she, her goal at the end was like, hey, Matt, kind of don't do this. Mm hmm. Because she said, when you say you love someone, does that mean you're going to get engaged? And Matt has this, a totally pained look on his face. Like he could not even, his throat was too dry to swallow. Feelings come and go. She did not read the How to Be on The Bachelor pamphlet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and John, I think, felt the same way, but tried to soften the blow a little bit. He said, just don't feel pressure to do something you're not Don't ready to let do. all these people here. You see exactly. all these people. This was a. You see all these people around here. All these cameras. They don't, they have, don't have your, your best, best interest here. <laughs> no. All these people don't have your best. We have your best interest at heart. Don't be forced into doing anything because Chris Harrison says you need to do something here. I, and I think this might be reading too much. The look on Matt's face was. I think this is what. The, yes, you're right. He, is he what knew he, they were right. Yeah, they were right. He absolutely knew they were right, and it looked. And he, but I'm he being also, forced into doing something yes, I don't want to do. Totally. And at that <laughs> point, that, it absolutely ceased being. Yeah. It's, the rest of the episode was interesting to watch, but from this point on, we were watching someone who did not want to do something, feel mm-hmm. pressured, who was not ready to do something. In my no. estimation, no, 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 and felt totally pressured to do it. That's not fun. What I, I like when the the leads are almost never ready to get engaged with these people who they barely know. But it's funny to see them get swept up in the fairy sure, tale. Absolutely. It's funny to see them like fumble around and make bad decisions. This was a person who knew he shouldn't be doing this <laughs> yes. anymore and felt like he had to. And that was like, oh, my God, I don't want to watch this. I feel terrible for this guy. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, that was my takeaway. Anything I else mean, on Matt's, that? Matt's lips were quivering. I don't know if God, yeah. he, was, he was about to cry just um, just thinking about what he was going to have to go through the next couple of days. 
to the camera at the end of this scene. He says this discussion, quote, takes me back to a very dark place. I think about my dad not being ready. I think about how that hurt my mom and destroyed my family. These are Matt's thoughts as he enters this final phase of choosing a life partner. Not not in a good spot at this (laughs) point. Not fun to watch. (laughs) The next day at Matt's place. Chris shows up. Says, what's going on, man? I heard you're thinking about not getting engaged. Is that what's... <laughs> hey, man, uh, I got a tea time coming up. Can we hurry this shit up? <laughs> yeah, they called me on the bat phone where I came as soon as I could. You got to get engaged. You know that, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, Chris, I wanted to talk to you because it's your job, and they told me you were going to help me through this process. Uh, a little aside, this is something the show needs to... I think the show needs to pick a lane on A.B., Because theoretically, Chris is supposed to guide and counsel. He's supposed to be the host, and he's supposed to be some sort of guidance counselor as these people navigate these tough decisions. But really, we know he doesn't do the second thing. He he just is there and like is kind of a sounding board. But he's not. Yeah, he doesn't want to guide them. It's better TV for the most part if they. He doesn't want them to do the right thing. No, no, generally no. And we've always known this is not new information and this is not a new criticism. We've no, known that. This isn't and this isn't a criticism to Chris at all. That's his job. <laughs> exactly. I'd say. Exactly. I'd say his job is to make sure that they do the worst the best yeah, thing for TV. The most entertaining thing. Yeah. So I guess if they need to do you want a person like that, someone who do, who has like what Chris has done? Get or someone do you want, qualified then though, if if you're going with that option. If you're going with an, a person that you want to actually be able to help them in yeah, their relationship, that's a totally different role. That I know. That's what I'm saying. You need to bring someone that is qualified to do that. Like they tried yeah. to do the thing earlier where Matt, right before the season started, wanted to have the talk about being a being the Black Bachelor and everything yeah. that goes along with that. Chris wanted nothing to do with that, and he was not well equipped. Obviously, of course not. As we've seen for the the couple next couple months, he's not equipped to have that conversation. He's not equipped for any of these conversations. Well, I guess that's just my. They need to pick. They need to. The host should either be the host and not be expected to deal with those things, mm-hmm. or the host should be, you know, a mentor, a guide, and you sacrifice. Yeah the the pot stir aspect of what chris does because he stir, he stirs the pot in a way that they want him to so it's i think they need to just pick one or the other because you can't have it's they can't have it both ways with this anyway mm-hmm. um matt tells chris he's starting to pump the brakes on commitment because of what his mom said mm-hmm. yeah chris i know you told me earlier that i need to get engaged but my mom says how I should. serious were you about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I think uh, what's the contract situation here if I don't get engaged? Because um, my mom told me I didn't have to. Just to be my clear. mom told me I didn't have to. <laughs> <laughs> my mom told me I didn't have to do this. She says I didn't have to. So <laughs> is that true? Chris says that's a lot to unpack. You were saying all this bullshit about wanting to get engaged. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> I thought we were heading the right way here, Matt. A couple hey, weeks ago, what happened? Uh, everything Al? was on schedule, <laughs> and now you're throwing it off. <laughs> Doing a TV show here, pal. The re- We only paid through the month. <laughs> we can't stay much longer. <laughs> you're going to listen to her? 
<laughs> That's kind of what it was. <laughs> He's like, she said that? Damn, dude. I wouldn't have listened to that. That's... Chris asks him, where do we go from here? How does this play out for you? And Matt's quote was, "Move. I'm going to move forward this week and continue to stay open-minded about everything, you know? No, I don't know. What do you mean? <laughs> If you're still waffling between the prospect of getting engaged while you're still choosing between two people, then do not don't do it. Don't get engaged. Just don't do it. Don't get engaged. But here's where Chris fails at this part of his job, or what we, I think they're trying to have him do is give good advice. Matt says something like, the easy thing to do would be to tell them I'm not ready, or excuse me, tell them I'm ready and go through the process and get engaged. Kind of pointing out that's not what I want to do, but that'd be the easy thing to do. If Chris was there for his best interest, he'd be like, well, you don't need to do what's easy yeah, here, pal. It. Just, it, it seems pretty obvious you don't want to get engaged, so don't get engaged. It's no problem. But Chris never says anything like that because no. that's not his job. His job is to get the proposal. Get that man to the stage, the <laughs> yeah. final stage. This was just mostly a vent session. Yeah. And like I said, he was in the same spot he was at the end. Uh, I would have liked to see this is this is probably asking too much. He doesn't have to do this. But given what Matt was saying, his mom says love ends, you know, so be wary about pursuing it. Basically, Chris has been through. He has some perspective that would be valuable to Matt that he could have shared. But like you said, no, he's just get the, he had, to the stage. He had stuff he wanted to do the rest of that day. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> All right. Can I go? Can I get out of your hair? <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Then he kind of walked out, bummed out, probably muttered some stuff behind the scenes. He muttered. <laughs> Did you notice uh, after, during when it went to break, the voiceover? No. What happened? Chris did the voiceover previewing after the final rose, and he said, later tonight, Emmanuel Acho. Chris said it. Oh. Yeah. I wonder why they did that. I feel like he probably insisted on doing it you as like... So? Don't forget about me. Don't forget about old Chris. <laughs> Don't forget about <laughs> no, Don't forget about old Chris Harrison, folks. Final Michelle date. Up on the roof of the main building. A subdued Matt shows up to the date. <laughs> uh, they rappel down the side of this building with plenty of rest points. There's a lot of platforms where you can just chill yeah, of on. Of course, yeah. Uh, I was unimpressed by this rappelling. They didn't even wear helmets. Michelle was wearing boots with heels. This was a those, casual. Those boots had heels. <laughs> yeah, it was those two or three inch okay. heel on those boots. Uh, <laughs> as of, they didn't even wear helmets. A B. They didn't even pretend this was dangerous. As a running wild with Bear Grylls fan, I've seen Shaq, Zach Efron, Rappel, the guy from Talk Soup. Rappelling doesn't listen. Rappelling doesn't scare me. That's what the, Kendall asked me last night. Would you do this? I'm like hell yeah, I'd, I'd do this. No question. You harness me up. You harness me up. I feel good about the harness. Feel good about the people involved. I'll pop right off that thing. I did find it funny. Matt didn't follow any instructions. Did you see how he started his rappel? He just like did a trust fall (laughs) (laughs) backwards. He ended up with his head below his feet. The guy's like, wait, wait, wait. (laughs) Hold up. Matt, did you not listen to anything I talked to during the safety? You know they had a safety talk. We had a safety talk downstairs. You're not listening to anything I said. Get your head above your feet. (laughs) You're going to be walking down. Your head shouldn't be below your feet at any point. Why did you trust fall backwards? He was nervous because he had to break up with. He knew he had to break up with the person's <laughs> heart in two hours. 
<laughs> Especially after seeing how it ended. They didn't go all the way down. They did like a floor or two, and then they just they just lowered them down like yeah, Ray in no Ghostbusters 2 in the River of Slime. <laughs> they weren't doing anything. Yeah. Anyway, they go sit on the couch. Well, they weren't that high, Rim. What do you... Th- they were like six stories high. Wasn't... It's no big deal. Do you, is, no, so they were... They were t- those, those floors are probably... Well, we're you, talking 10-foot ceilings, but... Okay. Keep in mind, we're the guys who, when Colton and Taisha, I believe, did the bungee jump thing... I think one of us said they were a thousand feet in the air, and the other one agreed. <laughs> <laughs> our most egregious Listen, estimate we always, ever. <laughs> we always have our heights completely heights mixed are tough. up. They're tough. What do you mean? Heights are tough. <laughs> you want me to say it looks like a thousand feet? <laughs> this looked like not very much to me. <laughs> like I could. This was eight hundred feet. If there was a fire, <laughs> I could jump off that roof and be taken to a hospital, but survive. That's all I'm saying. Well, if you hit the if you hit a, a slope going you away, and you roll too. You'll be fine. No injuries. <laughs> you roll. Just one man's expert opinion. You have anything on the couch talk? Not really. Uh, just delaying the inevitable. This is where I, Matt just seemed closed off here. They, he, mm. she wasn't really getting much out of him. Uh, Matt to the camera says today was great, but everything is sinking in. It hurts my chest just thinking about what he's going to have to do. And he says, Michelle is pouring her soul out and I'm not sure where I'm at. Shaking my damn head. Tough, tough. Um, The nighttime, the breakup portion. (laughs) At no point did I think Michelle was going to make it to the final. I didn't think she was making it. No, no. (laughs) No. Not after that couch. (laughs) Not after the couch. Michelle thinks Matt is her person and they're going to spend their lives together. They are not. That is not a hindsight note that's an in the moment note in the moment they are not they are not michelle quote i'm sitting here i'm in love with you i can't imagine having anyone else as my teammate it's you the look on matt's face he knew he had to break up with her michelle reveals that she got him a gift ab this was a Hold on a second before you give, Don't me, give that me the gift, gift. situation. That's let's, let's not open this. Let's not <laughs> let's open not this gift. This. Let me stop you right there. <laughs> What'd you make of the custom? I, got I him the volleyball and basketball jerseys. Got him the custom matching jerseys. The world changing Warriors cute team name with the Mister and Mrs. James on the back. This is cute. Oh, that too hurts. bad. <laughs> too bad. <laughs> Too bad. Matt opened it. He almost had tears in his eyes when he saw the <laughs> the jerseys. This should have never happened. You shouldn't have let her do that, Matt. You got to stop her. You can't have the jerseys. Man. You can't bring out the... And then they're like... He like pulled it up, showed the jersey. Yeah. You can't show the jersey. <laughs> what do you think about this? Those you jerseys... Can't, you can't show the jersey. instantly become worthless. <laughs> Man. The worst jersey swap of all time. <laughs> <laughs> the best jersey swap of all time was that viral photo a couple years ago where those two dudes in Las Vegas oh, yeah, partied the shirt, the, the, shirt, shirt, the awesome shirt. shirt. <laughs> like to silk. There are some shirts so, that you can only wear in Las Vegas. You can't yeah, wear them anywhere else. Yeah. Like if they have like snakeskin those cuffs. Those had sn- a snakeskin suit. The other one had like a silk suit. Or a shirt. There's awesome a shirt, shirts. Yeah. <laughs> they exchanged <laughs> shirts after an awesome <laughs> night out and took a photo. 
That's, that's an iconic photo. Iconic. And th- th- that can never be repeated. If you no, do that, it's like, no. no, it's not as good. There's nothing funnier than that photo. <laughs> Two guys in there are just like, dead serious, taking the photo of a jersey swap after partying together. Incredible. Incredible. Incredible moment. Incredible, Incredible. Incredible. moment. How much would you pay for a uh, world-changing Warriors jersey? Nothing. I the pay. actual jersey. <laughs> Oh, the the Mr. One of the Mr. and Mrs. James jerseys. Yeah. Ooh, that you could rock. We got the budget to a, for to that. a pickup game or something. You rock. You roll in with the world changing Warriors jersey. <laughs> uh, Matt. All right, let's do the breakup. <laughs> Matt says he hasn't been able to sleep. I've been having doubts. Um, AB, just uh, before we get this was bad. This was a bad. I agree. Lack of specifics. Lack of. Etiquette. It, it just Rim, the etiquette was poor. I don't know. At the, yeah. I don't know if you noted this, but at the end of it, the man was the man skedaddled out of there as quickly. Scooted. He, Scooted. he absolutely zoomed out of that room. Rim. Yeah. He didn't even put his coat on in the room. Like he was fumbling with like you know when you want to get the hell out of somewhere and you just grab your coat and you're out the door and then you're trying yeah, to yeah. pull it on. Stop. You're fucking <laughs> still walking because you don't want to get stopped. So you're putting on your coat as you're walking. That was Matt. He got the hell out of there. And uh, she deserved line, more I took- than that. She's your second place person. She deserves as much time as she wants in there. You shouldn't be rushing out the door. It was an the things he said were early season breakup yeah. lines. They were early season. One line that stood out to me that I took umbrage with. Hmm. This is the first time I felt anything outside of wanting to be with you forever. That's hard for me to believe, just given the way he's spoken about Rachel. Yeah. And I now, don't buy it. yeah, I don't buy it. Michelle sits up, starts tearing up. I just want clarity on what this actually is. And what, what in the context mean? of what she said on After the Final Rose, I feel like she was like, was this all fake? Were you faking it? I think that was on her mind a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think about Matt's? She asked him, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to fight for you? Like, do you want me to keep? Is this it? <laughs> like, uh, you've been very unclear with what, what you're saying here. I got you these jerseys. Do you want me to continue? I got you these jerseys. <laughs> Do you want me to keep pushing forward? Like, I'll fight. I'm in love with you. I'll keep fighting there's for more, you. There's more where that screen printer came from. We got more jerseys. <laughs> Matt, straight up to her. I don't think I can get there with you. Period. Devastating. Hey, hey. This reminded me not the how well the breakup was, but but just how devastating it was for the person and just as the viewer, too, it reminded me of the other Peter on Rachel's season. Rachel that and Peter. iconic breakup scene. That's what this kind of reminded I'd me of. I'd still put that up there as more memorable. Well, they had a couple moments there where they're, like, embraced, and you weren't sure, like, if they were going to kiss. I wasn't sure if they were broken up. <laughs> they were broken up because it was so passionate between those <laughs> yeah. two, and they're two great people that you weren't sure. So that's obviously above it, but this... I had the same type of sure. devastation for Michelle. Like it was one-sided. Yeah, I'll say. Um, and then they stand up. Matt says, "I'm sorry," and leaves. He says, this "Sorry," and walked sorry. out the door. He said, "Sorry," and then walked out the door. Closed the door behind him, and like I said, got the hell out of there. Put his coat on on the way out. Matt on the way out, crying. Uh, camera's still in Michelle's room. Michelle's crying. 
I thought this was because of the breakup. I also think she was probably embarrassed a little bit because she's thinking yeah. we're about to get engaged. She got him the jerseys. The jerseys. She is got him the jerseys. Scene. The jerseys are. That's an. You don't want to be stuck with the jerseys <laughs> that's in your hand. Embarrassing. That's embarrassing. But I think what it was also embarrassing, maybe for her, and I'm speculating here, it didn't feel like it was. He did not seem to been out of shape about it. He didn't seem to prepare for it at all. He just kind of said. I can't get there with you and got out of there. Michelle thin. Michelle probably felt like she had, she was strung along and she had much greater feelings for Matt than he did for her based on the breakup. I don't know. I don't know if that's true necessarily. I do think Matt liked her. I don't think it was all fake, but I can see why she would think that based on the breakup. Yeah. Out of the darkness, a wild Chris appears. <laughs> he emerges. Hey, you still on track to get engaged? No, come on. Um, they sit on the curb. Matt's crying. A couple confusing things here. He said he's never felt this way about anybody. Is he talking about Michelle? Who is he talking know. about? I don't, I don't know. Who are you talking about, Matt? <laughs> said he loved her, but he wasn't in love with her. Matt goes back to what his mom said about love fading, and that scares him. Once again, this seems like a discussion for someone other than Chris, and probably before you came on The Bachelor. He mentions his dad again. It's something my dad still hasn't taken accountability for. He's never going to be ready for marriage, it looks like. He's talking about his dad's willingness to get... This is the point of the episode where I realized, okay, well, this guy was not ready to get married ever. And has talked himself into getting married. And now this is what we get when that happens. Yeah. It's like, I don't, it probably wasn't a good idea for him to be at, be the bachelor flat out. Like he does not seem re- He had too much other stuff going on that coupled with the pressure of being the first ba- black bachelor and all this other stuff going on. He's never much. been on reality TV. Like if you actually think, look back on why he was chosen it was because of what was happening with George Floyd and he was the most famous it was like him and Mike Jackson or Johnson were the most famous black guys that had ties to the franchise and his only tie was that he was friends with the most famous guy mm-hmm. like the the most lovable guy that everyone loved from the previous season he has no other ties but that's basically why he's the bachelor is because yeah. he's Tyler's friend and he's black. So yeah, it's understandable that maybe he wasn't the right choice and I don't blame him. I'm not saying he shouldn't no, no, have, no. he had an opportunity of a lifetime to take this. Like, I don't blame him at all, but everyone would take maybe it. ABC should have chosen a different black bachelor as their first black bachelor. One that's wants to get married. I don't know. And there's there's something that no one but him knew going in, which was these hangups he has, yeah. these hesitation. So nobody knew it, but this was doomed from the start. It's doomed. This whole operation it was, was doomed. doomed from the start. He was never going to be in a good spot here. No. And we're seeing it play out brutal. And like, this is why I didn't enjoy watching the episode. Yeah. I was like, this is awful. What we're, <laughs> we're watching right now. This is terrible. This is terrible. On the one hand, compelling TV to see someone reckoning with this decision absolutely on network tell a decision he's not at all ready to make and he's realizing it but it was uncomfortable because like i said 
I don't even know if I said there's a difference between watching someone swept up in the fairy tale and make a mistake and someone who has these deep seated misgivings about this big commitment Mm -hmm. feel pressured to go through with it. It was just it was tough to watch. It was. I hey, I hear you. Let's take a quick break. Probably way too late, but let's do it. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Rachel getting ready for her big day. She's really excited. Chris shows up. Chris shows up. Rachel thrilled. To, we're thrilled to see him for sure. You should never be thrilled to see Chris when you're not expecting to. No. Chris says no day today. Go back in your sweats. We really are working with him on this engagement thing. As soon as we get him there, we're, we'll let you know. I know you want to get engaged. I want him to get engaged too. <laughs> we all want this. We're 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 doing our best here. The guy's just not playing ball. <laughs> He's not playing ball. Cut to Matt at his house having an absolutely existential crisis. Having a horrible day. Uh, quote, what is our relationship at this point? Is love enough to sustain a relationship? Everything he said was like, don't do this, Matt. Do not go through with it. Yeah. Neil Lane. <laughs> what up, player? It's Neil Lane. What's going on? <laughs> you see that? I'm Neil Lane. Should we dap? <laughs> you see that snow falling earlier? <laughs> the ice man's coming. <laughs> <laughs> the ice you man's see coming. That, Dustin? You see that snow earlier? That man, no old Neil Lane is coming, baby. Ooh. Got a little chill <laughs> burr, coming through. Burr. <laughs> Uh, Matt sits down with Neil Lane and he says, man, Neil, I'm fucking all. <laughs> I'm not trying to get married, Neil. I'm not, I know I just get me out of this. I know you don't get know me, me this. but I, can you get me out of this? Can someone get me out of this? <laughs> uh, Neil inadvertently talks Matt out of engagement. He says, how many people get blinded by love and they walk into something they're not ready for <laughs> the work. Love is not easy. Commitment is not easy. Neil Lane gave more sage and succinct advice than Chris has ever given. This was real man-to-man. I've been through it. You don't want to do this. Agreed. But Neil's... No one's overstepping their boundaries more than Neil lately. He's given like a relationship <laughs> advice to these people he just met for no he saw, reason. He saw a man in need. No. He saw a man desperate for advice. <laughs> 
Then Neil says, I'm not here to make you get a ring. I never want, I'm not trying to make you get a ring. <laughs> what are you here for then, we, Neil? <laughs> we got to pop these open for the cameras. Are you okay with that? This Me is- <laughs> showing off these diamonds? You like that shit? Bow. Me personally, I like the pair because they're the biggest and most expensive. We got to do this. I know you don't want to do this. We got to. I'm not here to make you get a ring. So what are you here for, Neil? That's exactly. No pressure. That's actually exactly what you're here for is to make him get a ring. No pressure. Uh, Then to my shock, Matt chooses a ring. He says. Like, was there someone? He says, I'm going to hold on to this. Got to choose a ring. (laughs) He says. He says, let me grab this one. I'm going to hold on to this. You don't say I'm going to hold on to an engagement, a $60,000 engagement ring. <laughs> it's not something you just hold on to. Um, I don't even want to know if I want to say these quotes because it, it's they're so brutal. But he's holding the ring to the camera. Yeah. And he says, this is more than just a ring. To me, it <sighs> represents what my father couldn't give to my mother. It represents a lot of broken promises this is above everyone's pay grade what's going on here matt don't do it do not do it uh, all i do know (laughs) is don't let him do this (laughs) that's the one the last thing we need to happen here is any type of engagement anything else on that neil lane right doing exactly what he should helping people out (laughs) stunting the next day rachel gets her date card and by date card, I mean proposal card. I thought they were going on a date. They're not going on a date. Oh, you thought they were going on a date here? I thought they were going on a date. Oh, okay. Until I saw Matt in a they suit. They were just running out of time. We are running out of time yeah. on the episode. I didn't think that. What do you make of this? Chris is there. He wrote, do you got the note? He said, I'm so sorry for making you wait. Notes. I had a lot on my mind these last few days. days. Meet me at the lake if you want to get engaged. Thanks, Matt. XOXO. <laughs> <laughs> Smiley face. Chris is there. They're both in suits. Matt is really trying to convince himself, declares, I love Rachel. The more I say it, the more sure I am of that feeling. Mm. It was just increasingly the feeling I got was someone step in and stop this from happening. What I was watching. If he got engaged here, it would have been a damn shame. Oh, spoiler alert. We're not done. We're not there yet. Okay. Under, underwhelming lack of snow. Just need to point that out again. Oh my god, the, it's disgusting. There was no snow. It was muddy. Not even a two hour delay of worth of snow. <laughs> no. No. Two hour delay. No. No. Matt says he'll know what to do. They, I mean, your wipers, your automatic wipers wouldn't have even turned on. You wake up as a kid, you look out the windows. You're disappointed. And You're disappointed. you say, oh shit. Yeah. We got school. Young, young AB <laughs> you never, person. We you got never school. think about a two-hour delay when you look out and <laughs> see this dusting. The weatherman lied to me. <laughs> Matt says he'll know what to do when he sees Rachel. This seems like a really... Chris, give him some advice and tell him not to do this. What do you mean? <laughs> it seems like a bad way to approach an engagement. You wouldn't purchase a home this way. You got to go inside. Once I get there, I'll look just, around. We'll decide. You got to get an inspection. Mm-hmm. Might have helped in this scenario. Mm. Rachel arrives. I see what Rachel you did arrives. there. <laughs> you know, try to tie it all together. I see what you did Rachel there. Rachel arrives. Uh, anything. What, what, you get, how about her speech? What do you think of Rachel's? <sighs> she says she's not going to run when times get tough. Times are going to get tough. For Editor note. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's it. I mean, it was it was fine. All of these speeches. I don't know how much you want to go into these. 
I don't have a lot. They're pretty pretty uh, basic speeches. I thought they were both pretty basic speeches. I just, if I were a producer, I would be uncomfortable watching someone who clearly doesn't want to be in that position go through it. It was. I'm happy. I'd pull the plug. I'd pull him out of there and be like, "Let's, you two can be in a relationship." I, it just. I'm glad it ended the way it did, though. Matt made absolutely. the right choice despite getting no proper guidance from anyone but his mom and his brother. He again mentions the easy thing to do would be to propose and brush my feelings aside and propose to you to make you happy. It was good to see that. I was thrilled to see that he didn't get it. That was my worst nightmare. And not, to be clear, not because it was Rachel, because the guy no, he just not should ready. not have been doing no, this. No, I'm not right. talking about anything off screen. I'm not saying talking this about man anything off screen. Yeah. was not ready to get married, and it became apparent yes. halfway through this episode. I, w- I wish he weren't so sad when he said that. Yeah. It, it's, it was a sad present. This is good news. He wants to be with you. You it eventually maybe ended exclusive as exclusive for a while. Yeah. Yes. He did say the truth is that I'm in love with you, that I love you. Mm-hmm. I'm in love with you. I want to leave with you and commit to you. Sure. And build on what we started here. This yes. is, I mean, this is what we've, we off, well, not me. I want the engagement. Yeah, it's me. just like Chris. I about that. But you <laughs> specifically want less engagements, more trial periods because then we'll get better we'll have marriages Success. that possibly last especially with the with the uh, bachelors this is not these people never end up in actually getting married, married either not even divorced they just don't even get married because it's not a good they so there's no reason to have these engagements on the bachelor in particular i have said that um i'm wrong because i saw this and was yeah, underwhelmed obviously I <laughs> underwhelming <laughs> I've been saying it all along. <laughs> you I were dead right. That you, was my note. You I, were right about I that. I hear what you're saying, Rim. They, they shouldn't get engaged, but we need them to get engaged. <laughs> Time for the much anticipated after the final rose. Hosted by Emmanuel Acho. Uh, something I just didn't realize. Played at Texas mm-hmm. where Rachel went to school. Yes. Not in the same range, but that's the connection that yeah, I they, didn't know was well, there. Well, they have a yeah. They've talked about that on their on higher learning. There you go. Podcast with Van. Uh, here are my thoughts on Emmanuel because I think it's relevant, interesting to talk. We had a new host. New for, host. We've never. It's interesting to talk about. Yeah. I want to. I would like to discuss his performance, how he handled. I it. would too. At first, seemed a little nervous, a little stiff at first. Mm-hmm. Big stage. This was a big stage for him. Huge stage. A really big opportunity. Yes, absolutely. You could tell he was uncomfortable. One of the things that Chris is able to do well is ask these needling, mess with people's emotions questions while keeping a happy face on. Mm-hmm. You could tell he was uncomfortable with the... That's not his style. That's not what that's he does. Not, that's <laughs> no, not what his he, brand is. That's not yes, exactly. Emmanuel's brand at all. So you could tell he was like, you want to you wanna see Matt... Well, when we, you know, after the break, he, he, he was tough with those. Yeah. But as it went on, the, those are all the negative things that not okay. negative, but as it went on and the, the mood got more uncomfortable, he seemed more yeah. in his like, in his, uh, wheelhouse. Well, that is his bit. wheelhouse. Uncomfortable Absolutely. conversations with black ma- with a black man is the title of his famous Facebook show. He does an excellent job at these type of uncomfortable conversations, which is what half of this after the final rose was, and he did better at that part. So it all that makes sense. Of course. I just, 
Yeah, no, it, it was it was like I'm with you. Whoa, he's getting he's more relaxed. Yeah, the he's less into relaxed it. the audience. He's is. almost like enjoying this too much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he enjoys these uncomfortable conversations. Yeah. And really, you know, they should have just had him. Let's let's in an alternate universe where only the Rachel controversy occurs. And Chris does not step in it in the interview with Rachel Lindsay. They still should have just had Emmanuel do it because if Chris were the host, he wouldn't be equipped to handle it, this. It would have been the same. Pain, it would have been protect the shield, you know. Protect like the shield is <laughs> right. The shield. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And lastly, we said it at the time, but Emmanuel or someone like him would have been. It would have been a way more productive discussion at the beginning of the season with oh, Matt, yeah. absolutely, than with Chris. And again, we we almost said through no fault of Chris's own, it's just he was never the right guy to have that conversation with yeah. Matt. Yep. And what I like about Emmanuel, him and Matt are the same age, but Emmanuel is a guy who seems willing to dispense advice if needed, but not necessarily lecture someone mm-hmm. who has a similar amount of life experience as him. So he's he's just a good he was the right man for this job. Absolutely. I, I mean I I'm just a big fan of his. I'm a big fan of what he puts out. And he's he's good at this type of stuff. And you said it uh when this was announced. Yeah, he he's gonna do will good. do it in a way that will is not um is amenable to everybody the audience. Yeah. Anything else about that before we get to what actually happened? No, I don't think so. Michelle, first out of the gate. What'd you think of this? There's a couple things, but the main, my main piece that I liked them talking about was she mentions she wanted to have a conversation after Matt had left, after the breakup happened, and she said Matt did not want to have that conversation. That was news to me. Yikes. And did not sound good. Is Matt a good bachelor? I must ask it again. <laughs> <laughs> I would have liked to known the context. When do you think she asked what? What's the time frame? It do seems you like we got a little more once Matt got out, and she explained it even further. It sounds like it was during that period where they showed her like keeled over in pain from the breakup. And there, yeah. I think so. She's. I'm assuming she was just in that room for a while afterwards with producers and cameras and whatever. I'm guessing it was around the same time that he was talking to Chris. Because yeah, later, minutes. when Matt comes out, he makes it seem like he didn't turn it down. It just didn't work. Because he mentions, if I would have known you were feeling like this, I don't know why he wouldn't think she was feeling like this. She said she loved you and she got you Mr. and Mrs. James jerseys. jerseys so I don't, again, jerseys. is he a good bachelor? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I do know, but... Um, he made it seem like he didn't know she was feeling that way. So if he had known she really, really wanted to talk, he would have made it. He would have made sure that happened. And he made it kind of sound like there was like a scheduling conflict there. He, I think his phrase was, I would have fought to make that conversation yeah. happen, which so he's making it I seem think- like they're not letting him because he's got other stuff that he has to do, which yeah. it's fine. I mean, there's all sorts of stuff that go into a TV that you don't think about TV show. Do you have any comments on Emmanuel asked her about Rachel and Chris and she gave answers to them both. She seemed to, she kind of defends Rachel as more and more information came out. I started to be hurt by what I saw, but she did say, I feel like Rachel is a good heart, but there's a lot of learning that needs to take place, which is that, I, that means something to me. I trust Michelle. 
She knows Rachel. Yeah, she's she knows Rachel better than me. So, with her, hey, of course. She's a black woman, and she's says she thinks Rachel has a lot to learn, but has a good heart. So, they, hey, I take that probably more. That has more weight than anything I've heard about Rachel. <laughs> you know, previously, yeah, really, cause it really who, does. Someone that knows her and a black woman, so she has a perspective on it that you know, I trust that. Anything about her, Chris? Answer. Uh, she said Chris just made it worse. N- nothing really new here. Uh, she yeah. just seemed like she she was exhausted. She said she was exhausted by all of it. I'm sure she was tired of being asked about it. And it was hard on her, too. Matt comes out. What do you have on this? I have a lot of notes on this. I don't. You already mentioned what he said about being able to talk with her. Uh, the thing that stood out to me in this conversation was she absolutely roasted him to a crisp at the end. At the end, she ro- out of nowhere roast. <laughs> absolutely. Well, these two have been joking around all season, having fun, and she ends it the same way with genuine laughter out of both of them, just having a good time. Roasted him though. No, I don't have any. I don't know how you have a lot of notes here. <laughs> I well because of this I was just typing everything every quote and everything that occurred which those are bad notes if you want to get with the recap game don't just do quotes <laughs> yeah. it's bad it makes for a bad episode yeah. uh no Matt says he really did care for her and you know the normal stuff that right. the bachelor says has a, in a breakup after the break Emmanuel asks Matt about the pressure being the first black bachelor. What did you make of this conversation, AB? Couple interesting things. He talks about just showing his feelings on a stage like this because he's been conditioned that showing any sort of feelings was weakness, which I think is mm. in general the case with a lot of black men. Mm. Um so I found that interesting for him to bring up. But what do you got? They both discuss how they feel Emmanuel says sometimes he feels like he might be the only black man a white person comes in contact with that day. Mm, I forgot to that mark day. that down. That was interesting too. So and and Matt obviously agreed. And in the context of this show And Matt not to cut you off, Matt also to tie in with that, Matt mentioned something also about how this might be the first time a black man has been in these people in a lot of America's house, you know, as being on the screen. As the in, a, in like a searching for love in a context, lead yeah. searching for love role. Um, so that goes with that, but continue. In the context of the show, they both had the same feeling. If they, if Matt felt that way while being on this show, I th- it's because, in my opinion, the franchise has made its bed that way. They have purposefully or not presented a show a certain way. For a long time, they've created a fan base that is used to seeing certain things. And now that some of those things are changing, it's causing a little bit of a stir. Mm -hmm. When he talks about being the only black person in the room, you could say that's Bachelor Nation. He feels like (laughs) he's sticking out like a sore thumb in this ecosystem. Absolutely. Especially when there's no... You know, Rachel Lindsay or Emmanuel Acho mm-hmm. in the room with him. And I don't know who else is in the room, but he probably just felt like that as, through the experience. Just speculation, but. I agree. Emmanuel asks about the Rachel photos. What'd you make his he response? He says, take me to the moment you. F- Emmanuel's asking. A specific asking, moment. Interviewer. Skills. This man was asking the hell out of these questions, Rim. These, were, <laughs> <laughs> these are fire <laughs> questions. Take me what to the, the moment, moment you found out about the pictures. 
Matt said he wanted to think he knew he knew the person better than anyone, so he kind of dismissed everything at the start, which I think is fair. Usually, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of rumors swirling around. He just this is his girlfriend who he he loves. Then he mentioned that she spoke out and publicly apologized. He he had found out in the meantime that all of this stuff was true. He was able to finally like really grasp what was going on and take a start to think through what this meant for him. Um, and he wasn't okay, he says. One question I had here was, were Rachel and Matt in communication between the time these rumors started and when he found out it was true? And did in the interim she deny that's yeah, them yeah. presumably because he would ask her directly because they can text whatever they might even have been together physically so i would have liked to known was she denying it to him and that was one thing that ups- i don't know if he would say that that's a good you question. don't know but it was just it was interesting because it's like i he seemed like there was a long period of time between when he heard about it and when he found out it was true. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I I think there was the way I saw it, at least, was the same mindset I had. I I mean, we had heard rumblings of this type of stuff in like January, but I didn't really look into it. I was just I kind of just brushed it off. I assume that's what he did, too. He just kind of brushed it off. There wasn't a huge uproar at that time. It was a lot of message board stuff going on at that time that time he probably just was ignoring that type of stuff in general as the show was airing but then a month goes by and then it then some some more pictures come out and it's clear that the stuff was true it kind of slaps you in the face so i i um, imagined that he was just ignoring that type of stuff there wasn't it wasn't as loud when it first came out and then it was undeniable at that point now i did that doesn't answer did he even ask? I don't. I would assume maybe he didn't even ask her, you know, about that, about the the drama and the the message board stuff, and he just ignored all that stuff. That'd be my assumption. Side question: Throughout the season, we did not see many. We did not see any discussions between Matt and the white contestants about what it would be like for them to be together to date a in black the context man. of wherever they're from or their fa- how their families have, it wasn't yeah. touched on i like to think that it occurred and they didn't show it but it's hard if you only watch what's on the screen it's easy to come to the conclusion like why didn't you guys talk about not hey have you ever gone to an antebellum party but just this stuff because matt said i question whether or not she knew what it's like to be a black man in america i feel like if you're on the brink of engagement with someone and you love someone and you're willing to spend your life with them i feel like that should have come up those at are, some point those are that might all, be a hard critique but i'm wondering those are all sorts of topics you know as a as a as a interracial couple you should have before you get married. It's it's stuff me and my wife had. You know, our kids are going to be black. Just so you're aware. I I don't think people FYI. like like I don't think like I don't think white people in general. And it's no critique to them. It, I don't think that's like on your mind. And then you start thinking like, what does that mean? 
Yeah. What does that mean? I'm going to have black sons, black daughters one day. What does that mean? In this scenario where we're in this sped up process, it's understandable that they never really even Skipped got, it. you know, it's that's something you have as you're getting closer to engagement and you've had, you know, tons of time together. When you have control over what your time is, too. That's not a that's not a first date conversation, so it's understandable that they never talked about that. But yeah. it should have been part of the conversation. Like, we're going to... People are... Just, one thing you need to talk about is, like, a lot of people don't fuck with this relationship. You realize that. Like, a lot of people don't, just don't us. agree with... Like, a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of people out there still, even though we're in 2020 or whatever... Yeah. aren't going to agree with, you know, me and you dating. Do you understand that? That's a, that's a conversation I would have liked to see. And I think all interracial couples have at some point, but we didn't see this, this season. We, what it comes down to whether or not they had it, we don't know. It would have been good TV. It would have been great this TV. I would have loved to see that. I would have loved to see that. I would have loved to see it. Let's move forward to when uh, Rachel comes out. What'd you make of this? Other than that, it was uh, brutally uncomfortable. Uh, and there was so much dead silence. They could have done after the rose in a half hour Holy if they cut cow. out all the silence. Si- this was. Let me just say this. I, this was a gripping TV. I don't think I took it. I was okay. not breathing for most of it. I was just <laughs> eyes glued on the screen. This was. And again, Emmanuel was asking the hell out of these questions. Emmanuel asks Matt basically if they're still together before she's out there. Yeah, we didn't mention Rachel that yet. Uh, Matt said he had to take a step back and allow her to put in the work. Emmanuel probes a little bit because he didn't answer the question. Finally, Matt comes free, you know, that they are broken up. Um, Emmanuel's asking some tough questions of Matt. I think uh, he asks, couldn't you have taught her? Couldn't you have stayed together and been kind of the one that helps her on her journey? And Matt's basically like, no, I don't. (laughs) I mean, he didn't want to. My thought from this whole thing where I think it landed is he loved her and he was genuinely like heartbroken that this Mm. person that he loved hurt him in this way i think he was genuinely heartbroken by what happened what transpired and i mean i think it came down to it's not his job to like teach her he didn't need to stick with Mm. her just to be like the guiding force i think this cut him pretty deep in a time that he was already dealing with a lot of emotional stuff and when you're cut like that from someone you care about when you're cut that deep it's it's easy to cut ties i'm sure sure do you have anything on after the break it's just emmanuel and rachel matt's not there what did you think of rachel's handling of the questions and responses the seat there's never been a hotter seat never ever been a hotter seat than this uh they show the picture He's asking very direct questions. I thought she did. I I thought she did a good job not deflecting it. She she ate it. She uh she didn't victimize herself. She even mentions that she didn't get into victimizing herself and how it's been tough on her these last couple months. Because I'm sure it has. It's been. It's, yeah, this is no a question. nightmare. This is a nightmare. A nightmare for nightmare her scenario. and her family. It's undeniably a nightmare. But she caused the nightmare. So she didn't want to victimize herself, which. I applaud her for. Um, I thought she did. She did fine, as good as you can do. I mean, she under the circumstances. As, sure, from what we know, she seems open and willing and wants to better herself by learning about this. And she isn't. 
excusing herself because of ignorance, which I also applaud. She obviously did not have the knowledge of the situation, but she's not using that as an, as an excuse because it's not an excuse. And that was, two, that was refreshing to see as well. Two things related to that. Emmanuel asked her, you are ignorant, so who do you blame for that? She didn't believe. Which was like a, I don't know if. That was a, that was a rough <laughs> she's question. Not, she's not going to throw her parents under the bus. No, exactly. Nothing like that. And then the other one was, how often did you lay awake at night worried these photos come, might come out? That's a good question, she too. Said, <laughs> she said, of, co- I didn't think, of course I didn't think about it, because obviously, you know, I would have taken it down yeah. or she didn't think it was bad, which is the crux of the whole exactly. thing. So that was a, I thought that was a, a good, honest answer. Um, Matt comes out. What'd you make of this? They talk about the breakup. This was not live, so they could edit it in a way that made the silences... The silences were... Painfully awkward. (laughs) Do you have anything on this? I just saw a guy that was genuinely hurt by someone that they really, really cared about. Like, one of his best friends. Like, I'm... He, I just don't think he fucks with her anymore, and that's understandable. Like, I, at the end, he's like, "Do you guys want to embrace one more time?" Matt's like, "No, I'm good. No, I don't. No. I, like, I don't." That was one misstep I from don't the really... I was Like, what about this moment? Thinks an embrace is going to occur <laughs> yeah. here? This is like the most painful twenty minutes of television of all time. They're not going to. I don't know. What did you? What did you think about all this? I just, I, from what I saw, I just don't think he, he was done. He was done with it. Like, he was hurt by this person. That he thought he knew, he didn't. What do you? What did they want Matt to say about it? I just don't think he. There was a little bit of um, kind of I don't know the right word for it, just like tragedy porn going yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. Where it's just like we're just all watching this. Like we know what Rachel did. We know how she feels about it. We know how Matt feels about it. Now let's put them. I mean, they had to do it, but it was also, yeah. it felt at times like almost like overkill, like, okay. Well, what are we trying to do here? Are we trying to get them back what are together? Tra- like, what are, we, yeah. what are we doing? He doesn't, he does not like her anymore. She loves him, which is yeah, interesting as well, but I don't think it's there anymore. I don't, <laughs> it's not happening anymore. Yeah. He doesn't want to be, I'm, Emmanuel asked or mentions at the end, like, you might never see this guy again. I think there's a good probability that they won't see like he i don't think they're going to be in a situation i don't think he wants anything to do with her anymore there is a rumor oh oh, what do you got that matt has moved on Mm. with someone we in bachelor nation nation yeah who there's a rumor. What's the rumor? Just spill the, the explore page. I don't know why. Who fucking cares? <laughs> the season's <laughs> season's over. over. There's no spoilers. Heather. There's a rumor that Matt and Heather. Oh, the girl that showed up. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah, we'll see. I don't. You know. I don't know. Anyway, Emmanuel wraps it up. He, he did. I thought Emmanuel said a few nice things. The history is meant to be remembered. Some of it's meant that not was meant a to line. be celebrated. That was a hell of a, was line. a line. That was a he hell had, of a he line. He came with them lines. Yeah, that was a history great History is meant to be remembered, but not always celebrated. Put it on a t-shirt. He said, uh, continue to grow. I applaud the steps you've taken thus far. I don't agree with cancel culture, but I do agree with accountability. Good luck to both another, of you on your future great line. He really was. He said the right thing, so he did a good job. And then it ended with um, both Michelle and Katie being announced as the next Bachelorettes. I heard this buzzing around. Uh, Emmanuel pretended like he was about to make a big decision, like he was going to interview them both and then decide <laughs> who was going to get to be the Bachelorette. Uh, for a split second, I thought it was a double two bachelorette season. Same time, 
Yeah. yeah. They're doing separate seasons. Um, what do you think about that? So I assume the timeline will be Katie. They mentioned she's going first, and then we'll have Bachelor in Paradise, and then Michelle, right? That's what I assume as well. I'm all for it. These are my top two that I wanted to be Bachelorettes at certain okay. points in the season. I don't even know where I landed at the end of this, but I definitely wanted Michelle to be one of them. Um, big fan. Ba- all right. Anything else on that? Let's just cut the yeah. chase, Rim. Bachelorette seasons are way better than Bachelor. Um, I go back and forth on that depending on what's airing at the moment. <laughs> okay. Honestly. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you're if you're watching for love... Which part of me is. Which is part of it. Part of it. Bachelorette's seasons usually have that. Let's go to the, before the the rim getting it off his chest, <laughs> let's go to the Batch Bracket scoring final update. Madison P is our winner with 312. Congratulations, Madison P. Late surge. Late surge. Out of nowhere. Sarah W. had 309. Abs G 306, Megan F 305, Juliana P and Jill K 304, Helen L may be 303, Hannah J and Kelly V 301. Thanks to everyone for playing. Hey, thank you. Another fun season. I got 303rd place. AB finished with 229 points. Um, I've got the top 128 scores in the spreadsheet, which is 15%, and I'm going to randomize them right now three times. The score that ends up on top will win a t-shirt, and the next 10 will win stickers. You're going to have to DM us if you want to acquire these with your mailing address, and we'll send them off to you. So randomize one. Randomize range, randomize range. The winner of the T-shirt is Megan F. I would have done our drum roll. Three- That's just me, though. <laughs> I'm trying to get through this. <laughs> Megan F. Three oh five. Congratulations, congratulations, Megan. Megan. Here is who won. And they need to tell you which T-shirt, right? So go out to the website and look at what yes, T-shirt. Yes, yes, you'd exactly. Like. Megan, go to the website, our T Public merch store. Pick out a T-shirt design. Tell us your size, what color you want, what style. And we'll get it to you. Lots of styles the next, out there. There's a, an overwhelming number of styles. Too many styles Take if you time. ask me. Take your time. It's like the Pick. Denny's menu. It's like <laughs> yeah. narrow this down. <laughs> there's too many styles. <laughs> Here's who won um, stickers. Maria B with 272. Nicole A, 277. Mm. Kimberly J, 274. Hannah J, 301. Wendy E, 275. Melissa W, 280. Jeff Anderson, 270. We got a guy in the mix. AJ McD, 279. Mary Lou S, 300. Pratima V with 278. Thank you to everyone who played. Congratulations. Got a Thanks for playing. Send us a it DM. It was fun. It was fun. With your, mail, with your mailing address. One of these years, I'm going to take it home, Rim. That's a promise. That's what I say in our fantasy baseball league every year, and it's <laughs> never happened, as you are well aware. Yes. I feel bad about doing this now because it's the end and it should be a celebration. Well, speaking of, one other thing. Speaking of brackets, we got the bracket challenge for anyone interested right. on the Facebook group and in the show notes. I'm sure you can sign up if you'd like to participate. There'll be prizes for the winner. Uh, thank you, Rachel, one of our great admins for the idea. Thank you. Okay. 
here's my here's how I'm feeling. This is just vent session. Okay, here you we go. Chris. State of the Union. State of the Union. Here's how I'm feeling. I have to, I just I want to say some of these things. I might not even include it in the episode. I just want to say them out loud to you. Um, when I, you know, for the most part, watching the show for me is kind of an insular experience until I talk to you. So sometimes I want to get some things. I want to say some things. Sure. I don't feel good about watching the show right now. The franchise. Mm. I don't feel good about it. I haven't felt good about it most of the season. And it's not just the Rachel thing. It's not just the Chris thing. Those were heavy contributors. Um, Matt is almost certainly worse off than he was before coming onto the show for a variety of reasons. He's in a worse spot now. This was a, this was a net negative, in my view, probably a net negative for him. On his personally. life, yeah. And that sucks. That really sucks to see. Um, it seems like the only person who is better after the finale is Emmanuel Lacho. That guy, <laughs> that guy benefited from this. Everyone else is like worse off. Um, the season itself was a train wreck, as we discussed, not just because of the off-screen stuff, but the on-screen product suffered. Um, most of the storylines, don't forget, most of the storylines were people rumor-mongering and being mean to one another. That was half the season. Mm-hmm. That sucked to watch. As the season went on in this episode, it became clear Matt didn't know what he was getting himself into and wasn't ready to get engaged. And like I said, watching that, a man under duress, that was not fun for me. That wasn't a fun train wreck. The two bachelorettes thing, A.B., I find that to be almost insulting. Mm. Um, they obviously had Katie locked in. That was the rumor long ago. Then the Chris thing happened. Similar to how they did with Matt, they grabbed the nearest black person and <laughs> yeah. said, here, you can do this too. I, I'm anno- I'm just like, I know that's what happened, and I'm annoyed by that. It, frankly, the last thing this franchise needs to do, in my opinion, is step on the gas. They've had all this stuff, all these controversies. There's real questions about how they need to move forward as a show. I know this isn't fun to, to discuss, but I just want to say it. Mm-hmm. You have successfully alienated a huge swath of your viewership for... The opposite reasons. You're you're getting killed on both sides. Maybe take some time to step back and think about how that happened and why. I don't think the answer should be to plow ahead. <laughs> because now we're going to have two seasons of The Bachelorette, a, probably a season of Paradise. One's already filming. One's already filming. And that senior citizens deal they keep promoting. Th- that's f- probably 40 weeks of programming. There's only 40 weeks left in the year. The, 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 the thing they should have announced last night is we're taking a year off to figure all this out. That's what they should have announced. And part of maybe part of this is like, I need a break from the show. We've been doing these episodes Rim's been relentlessly out of, Rim's been, for a year and a half. Rim's been running on E this whole season. I've been running on fumes a little bit. I have. I, I, I like Matt, all that stuff. That's not what it's about. Um, After the final rose, they didn't say anything about Chris and Rachel's interview. As they teased, they asked Michelle about it. I, they might ask Matt about it. It was a uh, ninety seconds of the total thing. They're well, they're covering for Chris. This was the most substantial controversy, and mostly it was just like, "Whoa, crazy, huh, Chris?" You know, and then that was it. I didn't need Matt or Rachel Lindsay or Rachel or Michelle to talk about it. This should have been like the BCS or NCAA selection show where they bring on the, the commissioner or the head of the committee and, you know, ask him like, Hey, why didn't so, why did this happen? Blah, blah, blah. Robert Mills should have been in the hot seat. 
answering some of these questions that why did Chris step? You can't just do an Instagram square with a PR copy. Like we've said, protect the stop acting like you're the Vatican. (laughs) It's a reality TV dating show. Stop taking yourself so seriously and just come out and answer these questions. It's not that hard. Do you agree with that, AB? Would you like to see? Well, they've been saying they're wanting to change for years. I mean, they Bachelor in general has been in the hot seat. Even just a couple of years ago, they've been in the hot seat about how they've handled people of color on these shows. And like you said, they've never they've never addressed any of it. All they do is like throw us a bone in the ter- in the way of a contestant yes. thrown into the process, but they don't change the pro- <laughs> like there's nothing sh- exactly like it's great to have a black bachelor and bachelorette, but if they're just going into somewhere where you're not protecting them and you haven't changed anything and you haven't shown us how you've changed, maybe they have, but why aren't you telling us what you've changed? Have you added more people of color to your uh, as producers and as people behind the scenes, have you done some of this stuff that people have called for? Those are the type of questions we'd like answered to answers for the things that you mentioned, the way it's produced, who produces it, how they handle sensitive topics on the show, the whole list. These things are like probably not going to change. Why would we hold our breath for this? What in their history or present actions if if you're like dead set on i just have a really low bar for them i do too because i don't expect anything better because it's a stupid show so but if you're really like hardcore about wanting these changes there is no reason i think to expect any of the changes that people want to see they're just so far behind ab they're just so far behind one a couple last things The last several seasons have been real-time dumpster fires, as in... As we're watching. While we're watching them, we know that this is a dumpster fire, what's occurring. Except for Taysha and Zach, who, you'll remember, did not get a fire after the final rose. The one time I want to see an after the final rose (laughs) with a happy couple, we don't get it. (laughs) Lastly, I watch and recap the show because it's fun. It's fun to see a believable love story. It's fun to poke fun at the absurdity of the presentation, the behavior of the contestants. A lot of people watch it, so I like to talk about it with people. It's like one of the few remaining kind of monoculture things. It's a low-stakes, silly reality TV show. That encompasses everything about why I watch the show. But that's all like gone. It's not fun. It's not low stakes. It's decidedly high stakes. And that made it feel like a chore. Like I said, they've man- they've upset people who like the show don't like it anymore for different reasons. Yeah. And sometimes the discourse, especially this season around the show, this might, I might cut this. It's just me talking, A.B. Mm-hmm. It's so much, it's a lot heavier than I feel I'm capable of handling in a high quality or entertain, definitely entertaining way. And it seems to me like out in the nether, you know, when you read comments, which I know you shouldn't do, but I like to get a feel for what people are saying. 
it seems like there's not a lot of nuance. People either support Chris Harrison mm-hmm. and think he did nothing wrong, or he it's his behavior is unforgivable and you want his career on a spike. There's not a lot of middle ground from what I've seen. Same with Rachel. You either think she's an irredeemable racist person with an evil heart, or you think she did nothing wrong. And Rachel Lindsay's the real racist for even bringing it up. <laughs> this is just not a this is not a healthy discussion that I'm seeing. That no one's moving, you know. Um, and it's not. I guess it is not as if there are there is an absence of relationships between non-white contestants on reality TV dating shows. Winners of Love Island. Mm-hmm. Runners up on Love Island, the breakout stars of Love Is Blind, interracial couple, d- d- friggin' double shot at love. Mm. Obviously, the boys broke it off with them. You want to talk about commitment? You want to talk about commitment? You want to talk about guys not ready? Rim. It's those two. <laughs> it's just we keep looking to this totally archaic reality show that is always way behind on everything. And people are hoping for it to catch up, and it's never, ever going to happen. Yeah. It's not. That's all I have to... That's my thing. If you have anything... Yeah, I have want, a quick follow-up, Rim. Please please do. I'm sorry for the, the, how long that was. No, that but. was good. I think that's a lot of what a lot of people are feeling, too. I The last month or so, I kind of touched on this one episode. I just... A couple things. I just don't take it that seriously so when people are saying like they're done with this show i'm not i I don't look to to this show or chris harrison or care that much about chris harrison where like he's not gonna be it doesn't affect me so i'm just i just like this show the concept of it it sucks that there's this off-screen stuff but that's kind of just what this world has been the past year and that's how i'm taking this like Mm -hmm. this is just where we're at this has been a shitty year there's been a lot of shitty race stuff that's gone on so it obviously is gonna it's gonna surface in this show now i still like it i still like the concept of the show nothing's changed there they're not changing like you said but this is what it's been since we start since i started watching this Mm -hmm. like nothing's changed now there are more people of color, and that's great. But if they're not changing, I I didn't expect them to. I guess is uh, yeah. So no, I'm not that bummed out about. I still enjoyed this season. I've enjoyed every season basically. I think it's funny. I almost think it's funny how much they mess up <laughs> at times. Yeah, like, yeah, no question. Like that's they're you comically bad at, at PR. Uh, for as long as we've known each other, we have laughed at the ineptitude yes. of anything so like this. So I don't know what has changed, really. I mean, it's obviously me and you don't really want to talk. We're not looking to talk about this on this forum. And we feel like we have to a lot of the times. Yes. And that sucks. So, yeah, we we talk about this and it's we give our opinions on it and it's whatever. I hope there's less of this in the future. I really think there probably will be. Honestly, I hope so, too. so like, yeah, if, if there's another three seasons like this, I might be done. But I don't think that's going to be the case. I think I think we're going to have a couple months off. We're going to have two seasons without Chris, probably three. He won't be there for Bachelor in Paradise. And then he'll be back for Bachelor next year. And I don't really care if he's there <laughs> or not. I don't give a shit if Chris is there. I don't understand 
that's another thing. I don't care. I don't understand why people give a shit if he's there or not. Like, I see people like, I'm not going to watch anymore because Chris isn't there. Like, what the fuck has Chris done for the past five years that has drawn like this? Like, if someone I don't care about gets fired from their job for doing something shitty, it does not bother me. If he or was there, get fired. if he didn't yeah. get fired, if he's there, I would not. That wouldn't make me not watch the show. Like, I enjoy this show, and it has nothing to do with Chris Harrison. In fact, the reasons I like this show, some of them are making fun of Chris Harrison. Because he, he's funny. Like, some of the stuff he does <laughs> is funny. <laughs> it, I, all the stuff that's happened isn't... It's not a deal breaker. It's not a deal breaker for me. I don't care if he's there or not. He, pr- he probably won't be the rest of this year, and then he'll come back. That's my guess. When he comes back, I'm not going to be like, oh, Chris Harrison's back. I can't watch this shit anymore. I wasn't watching it for him anyways. I was watching it for the reasons you said. Because yeah. it's f- a funny concept. The st- it's ridiculous. And they sometimes find love, which is beautiful. That's all, that's all I'm talking <laughs> Like, in this year, we right. had one of our best love stories. I'm not going to say this whole thing was, has been bad. I'm excited about Katie and Michelle. I don't care. It it yeah. If you look into, you're looking into it too much. That's just too much. Like no, no, the no, no, Mich- no. The Michelle stuff. You're right. They they're throwing us a black person as the Bachelorette, but I'm gonna Which, enjoy in, in, that in season too. <laughs> in other circumstances, we would point that out and we would laugh at it. I'm just taken as a whole. I mean, if you look at Matt's season from the outside, the whole thing just made you feel like gross like yes but i assume we're gonna go back to normal it's gonna get back to what we like we're gonna have Not two great right. hosts coming up uh oh, we didn't mention that it's taisha and Tayshia. caitlin bristow hopefully it gets back to just fun stuff and we don't have everything like this they don't keep making these huge mistakes with like if they just would have done the proper research into the contestants like we've been calling for what's up it wouldn't be this would have been a fine season. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Rambling on. Yeah, me too. <laughs> this needed to happen. This just, this needed to happen, at least for now, me. Now, you, you want to talk about fun, though, Rim. You want to talk about yeah. Rim and AB having fun? We're, well, I'm going to... Oh, that's a great segue, but I'm not ready for it. You want to talk about Rim and AB having fun? Okay. <laughs> that's a great segue, but I'm not ready for it. Okay. Um, gosh, I forgot I was going to say you one Got anything else thing. for this? State of the um, Union? Rim and AB State of the Union will be going forward. We will do it after the... <laughs> <laughs> After the bachelor season every year, we will give a we will give a state of the union on where we're at <laughs> as a bachelor nation. Yes. And we're in a bad spot right now, <laughs> but we're in a bad spot. We're in a bad spot, <laughs> but there's bad, hope, I the guess. The nation's in a bad spot, but there's hope. <laughs> the nation's in a bad spot. That's where we're at. But we do have fun AB and I've had I personally have been having a lot of fun. You want to talk about doing fun. Our, I've been having a lot of fun. I look forward to it every week when we rec- I have not been looking forward to the Rosecast. <laughs> I don't know if you can tell in my tone. <laughs> if you want to remedy B, a lot of fun every Friday. How can they access this separate podcast, AB? This is patreon.com slash remedy. You can listen and and hey. We've talked some. We've talked about some stuff. We might add some stuff that might be going on. You never know Tell what's what going to go is. on now Tell that the Ro- show is before now over promising. <laughs> now that Rosecast has done a little more time to th- you know for Rim and AB stuff to enjoy life to enjoy <laughs> life. Just talk about stuff. We uh, we're gonna have a good time. We're having a good time on that show. We're having a good time. patreoncom AB. If you want us during the off season, we're not stopping that. No, it's not stopping. It's going no. going forward. 
we appreciate anyone that yeah. has supported us so far through that. We would love to have you aboard. Well said. Talk to you later. Thanks for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com